Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. How are you for nation? I'm your dashing, daring, debonair host, Kellen Conley. And this time, we're outside, outside the homestead. Quiet Saturday morning. Everybody left me. I was I was told I could stay home. <laughs> so naturally, your boy was like, "Let me knock out this podcast real quick." So I am delaying saving New York City some more for you guys. Just want to let y'all know that because I can be playing Spider-Man right now, but I'm here with you, and I know y'all appreciate that. So, Morgantown weather report. As you can hear, the wind chime. It's a little windy. Very overcast. Supposed to get some thunderstorms starting around noon. From noon until like 2 or so. But then it's supposed to clear up. So it looks like I will be mowing sometime tomorrow then. As long as the weather holds up. And it's, it's been a, a good Saturday morning so far. I, I slept horribly. I don't know what the hell was going on. This episode sponsored by water. I literally, I... Um, Woke up around 1.30, which I did the night before, because I forgot to let Brooklyn out, so I let Brooklyn out. Came back, went to the bathroom, got back in bed, and then I was literally just awake. Just awake, and I was like, man, I should just play Spider-Man. But no, I stayed in bed. I didn't start clacking on my controller, because Angel's in the room, of course, so. Uh, and she wasn't sleeping very well either, it didn't seem like. So I was like, all right, well, you know, eventually. And so I, I did fall asleep, but then I woke back up around four or five and was up and then finally I was back asleep till Leah woke up at about 7.30 so I have no idea what's uh, going on but like I said it's been an interesting uh, couple of days well not even a couple of days it's been an interesting morning <laughs> Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group West Virginia whoops a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and brought to you by Mark Rob, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. He has great, great writing on there, super cool, and uh, you should really be reading it. Sorry, uh, Matt was texting me. He's like, I saw Leah, and I was like, nice, I got to stay home. And then I said, wait, she wasn't by herself, was she? And he's like, no, she's with my mother-in-law, so cool. <sighs> yeah, man, so make sure you check out Marcus's stuff. Like I said, on the 9-11 episode, uh, he has a piece about Jay-Z that is up that you need to read about Jay-Z and the NFL, and then a piece that he wrote about the Redskins, and... He just has a ton of good stuff on there that he's written over the years. So just dig in those archives. You will not regret it. Not regret it one bit. So I guess uh, at, at this time, I'm going to address Antonio Brown real quick. Because as I mentioned on episode 115, he uh, was accused of um, rape by his former trainer 
Uh, Adam Schefter actually just said 23 hours ago, at this point, NFL not place Antonio Brown on commissioner exempt list as there is no criminal investigation, making him eligible to play Sunday versus Miami per sources. NFL has opened its investigation and will include interviews with Antonio Brown and his accuser. So, and then one of the first comments under somebody that's called genderologist, never trust a rape accuser that files a lawsuit instead of a police report. (sighs) <sighs> so he's of course he's going to Miami why are y'all even surprised y'all get on my nerves <laughs> so if you listen to Browns Under Blood or watch Browns Under Blood you heard me and Anthony and E and our guest Alex Weirspiel have an at length conversation about this being the Raiders' fault about Antonio Brown not working out there. So, at the time, I was just like, I don't feel like any player is above the team. I love my Raiders. I will always be a Raiders fan, even once they eventually get to Las Vegas. Even with all the dumb things that has happened over in the past, <laughs> the past, uh, Pretty much 36 years, considering uh, they haven't they haven't been back to the Super Bowl, 35 years. No, they have been back to the Super Bowl since they lost the Super Bowl. Pretty just pretty much my whole life. Since considering all the boneheaded things the Raiders have done in my lifetime, I thought finding Antonio Brown and taking away his guaranteed money was the right thing to do. So Eric's argument was. He that no, the Raiders shouldn't have taken away his guaranteed money ever. Now at this point, at this point when they took away the guaranteed money, he had flown to camp in a hot air balloon, severely hurt his feet from frostbite. Routinely, it was like weeks and weeks of there being an issue with his helmet, and him saying he's going to retire, and he's going to show up to practice, and then he's not going to show up to practice. And then finally, they coming out that ultimately he has signed with a new helmet company, an endorsement deal. So you go through all that, and then he posts his letter to social media about getting fined because of breaking rules from the NFL's Players Association and Raiders uh, team rules. Post his letter from getting fined. Now this is let's just stop here. So this is the first thing the Raiders did wrong, apparently. They, they decided they wanted to fine Antonio Brown for uh, missing practice. And I, I don't, I'm not going to look up the actual letter now. They decided they want to fine Antonio Brown for missing practice. And it, it wasn't, it was, it was a drop in the bucket. But apparently the Raiders are wrong because they fined him anyway. Because according to E... Antonio Brown is too talented to have to pay a fine. That you just eat that, that you accept that with him being on your team. Now, I as much as the next person know that the NFL and any major sport is defined by the talent you have on the court, field, on ice. But when team rules get broken, 
I don't agree with Talon being above the law. So... You rarely heard about anything with the Bulls finding Michael Jordan, okay? Mike was an asshole. <laughs> we all know this now. Do you think he got fined for punching Steve Kerr in the face or Will Perdue in the face? Maybe. But it was a different time, a different era. And to Mike, especially by that time when all that stuff was occurring, like he was already a mega superstar. He didn't, he was getting paid more off his endorsement deals than he was from his NBA contract at that time. So he may have privately been fined, but he probably paid it and moved on. There was times the NBA fined him for his actions. He got suspended that one time in 92 for that altercation before the All-Star game. I don't remember where it was, but he, he literally was suspended for one game, and I think that's the only reason he played 81 games in 92. It was either 81 games or 80 games, because one he actually legit missed, and then one was for suspension. All these years of there being a bottom line on ESPN and round-the-clock sports coverage and media coverage, whenever a player gets fined, Normally, it's not a big deal. It says, oh, so and so is going to get fined this amount of money for this happening or this happening. And I have never heard of a player literally throwing a temper tantrum and going on and saying that he shouldn't be fined and this is wrong and he's going. And, Tom Brady got suspended for four games by the NFL three seasons ago. Look, I don't have much time, all right? So let me just say something real quick. My name is EG, and I am the host of two shows that are part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. The first show is called Catch the Show. It's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call because it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, that's Catch the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music-related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip-hop, horrorcore and the juggalo culture so yeah if you're interested in either one go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button okay got that cool now let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to and he he appealed it but then once it came down that he wasn't going to win his appeal, he set out his four games. He took that L. Tom Brady is arguably one of the greatest NFL players of all time. And yet, he's still serving his suspension. He's still paying his fines, whatever. Antonio Brown did not have to go on his social media and post his letter saying he had to pay a fine. 
Antonio Brown did not have to try to attack Mike Mayock. And you can say what you want about Mike Mayock being a bad GM. This is his fault. It's Gruden's fault. They handled it wrong. They should have just ate. They should just dealt with it just to get Antonio Brown on the field. Ugh. But then even after all that, when it was going to come out that the Raiders were going to suspend him and they were planning on... Um, the, the, the reports came out the Raiders were going to suspend him. He's going to miss Tom and he's got to pay his fines because this happened. This is two Fridays ago. Whenever that story broke, maybe it was Thursday when that story broke and then Friday was... Yeah, because I recorded on Friday morning. So it was before... Gruden came out and Brown came out came out and gave that air quotes half quote half uh, half hearted air quotes heartfelt apology. That's what I'm trying to say. And Gruden's came out and said we're not spending Antonio. We expect him to be ready for Monday Night Football. All this stuff. And Antonio apologized, and everybody's like, "All right, well, the Raiders are going to give him a pass." They realize the talent that they have. They want him on the field. They're going to just be like, "Leave it at the fines and that." But then the part that E just kept glossing over was the YouTube video. The whole, that seemingly sounded like Antonio recorded a conversation between him and John Gruden saying, just stop this shit and play football. <sighs> Bro, come on. The video, and Gruden even made a comment that he said he thought the video was cute or cool. I forget the exact words he, he used when he was asked about it. But that video comes out Friday night off YouTube. And this I am going to look up here real quick. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Hey, hey. Yep. Antonio, coach is on the line. Hey, hey coach. Hello. Yo, what's up, coach? What the hell's going on, man? There's a villain all over the news, man. Uh, is Antonio all right? He didn't behave like this before he started getting this money. There's something wrong with him. Antonio Brown has been an absolute So right there, I've been trying to be a Raider since day one. And I'm going to move a little bit because my air conditioner kicked on. Ruined the moment. But that point right there, I've been trying to be a Raider since day one, he says. Regardless of what Gruden decided to say about what he thought about this, this was unacceptable. 
And this is just hours after, just hours after he made this, air quotes, heartfelt apology about everything. So that's like a private conversation between Gruden. And Gruden's about to say, here, and I'm going to play it once this air conditioner kicks back off. Go lay down, buddy. Just turn on the air. I'm about to play it once this air, this air conditioner should be off now. So I'm going back around the house. Gruden even says, why don't you just stop this shit and play football? And Antonio said, I've been trying to be a Raider since day one. That is a lie. He has not been trying to be a Raider since day one. The moment that camp started and he showed up in that hot air balloon, you could tell our organization and this whole being a part of this team was a joke to him. Here we go. This is my life. Ain't no more game. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then what's it say? Stick talk is what he called it. And then, of course, this video. Hey, Lassa, let me see it. Look at Adam Shepard. Does that sound like somebody who wanted to be a Raider to y'all? Oh, and then here's this part. Oh. Oh. Grandma, they free me! <laughs> they free me, Grandma! I told you, Grandma. So, he never tried to be a Raider. The, the first video was the last straw. That's where the fines for detrimental conduct to the team came from, was that video. And then, that's where, I, where he lost his guaranteed money. They had been through all that, and everybody thinking he's going to get suspended. And him and Mayock got into it, and then Gruden said he's playing Monday night, and he did his little apology, and then he put out that video. That's why he lost his guaranteed money, and that's why... He got fined for conduct detrimental to the team. And that's why he asked for a release. And that's how he acted when he got his release. I'm sick of talking about this dude. The Raiders were not wrong. The Raiders would have been wrong to keep him. If he was still on that team come Monday night, but they went wrong. Everybody's like, oh, he went over to the, to the uh, Patriots. That's a cheat code. Blah, blah, blah. That's what the Patriots do. This is just the world we're used to living in. Don't talk to me 
about, oh, he went to the Patriots, the Raiders messed us up for the NFL. Antonio Brown never wanted to be a Raider. And last week improved it. And for me, no player is above team rules. And I'm proud of my franchise that they didn't bend them for him. Next topic. Ugh. Sick of talking about that guy. Speaking of NFL, last weekend I watched my first, um, not my first, watched the NFL last Sunday because it was the first full Sunday week one back. And sad to, no, I'm not sad to say, I am, I am not the strong who boycott for Kaepernick. I support Cap, but apparently I don't support Cap enough because I still watch NFL football. And that's on me. That's on So y'all can judge me, whatever y'all want, but I still love the NFL. And I will continue to watch it. <laughs> I say that, though, because last weekend was the first full weekend of football, and I was able to get Red Zone. So I was watching Red Zone and then watching the Browns game and stuff. And for the first time in many years as I can remember, it was the first NFL Sunday where I didn't have fantasy implications. I played the FanDuel League, the Browns in our blood FanDuel League. But I had nothing on the line. And I just got to sit there and watch football as a fan and I gotta tell you it was fantastic now what wasn't fantastic is when we were on our way to church I started looking at my FanDuel lineup and I started tinkering and I finished second in the FanDuel league I was just a couple points behind Anthony um, so I was in it which is cool considering I have done zero fantasy research uh, at all because I wasn't playing everybody thought oh, you're gonna come back nah <laughs> I gotta say though looking at the little bit of stuff I looked at on Sunday morning trying to get that FanDuel lineup right. I did get that itch for about 10 minutes. I was like, man, I could just go join a public Yahoo league real quick. Just real quick, I bet I could get on a team and, and I could have, I could do fantasy football this year. But I was strong. I was real strong. I stayed away. Far away. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I played FanDuel, and I wasn't. It was nice to not be objectively, to be so glued to my phone. I don't know. I said objectively. It was nice not to be so glued to my phone for once when it comes to this fantasy football. Because for again, at, at least since the year before Leah was born or the year Leah was born, all I do on Sunday is literally check the scores, 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 check the scores. Check the scores. And then on starting on Monday, I'm, I'm reading uh, the the fantasy football subreddit. And then I'm and then I'm checking the waivers, checking the league, checking the scores. And it's just it wasn't hard being a commissioner. That, that part really wasn't that hard. Not for me. I didn't run into any trouble the three years that I ran the league, four years I ran Gridiron Conglomerate. But just the constant attention fantasy football needs, I'm so happy to not have to give that time to fantasy football. And like I said, I just got to sit down and and watch regular football, and then I watched uh, some of the Steelers game and the Patriots game. I mean, the Steelers didn't show up for the game. Watched the Patriots uh, play a scrimmage team on Sunday night. Uh, Watched a little of the Raiders game on Monday night. Uh, and that went well for me, 1-0. So I was right on Browns in our blood. The Raiders have a better record than the Jets and the Browns. Savoring that, and a better record than the Mountaineers who play here shortly. 
So I'm savoring that moment because that's not going to last. But when it, when I finally started taking fantasy football serious, like I used to not, I used to just draft the team and pay my dues, and that was always it. And it was like twenty dollars a play. And then the year that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone the first time was the year that I was like scrambling because I had dumbly picked them with my number one pick because I didn't know any better. I didn't know draft strategy. And I was just scrambling on waivers rest season try to be competitive, and I just wasn't. And I realized that I really wanted to try to do this stuff. And the next year, I think, is when I discovered Fantasy Football Reddit, subreddit. And it's just been an obsession, man, because let, let me tell you, I just told you my regiment, but it would be starting in August, I would start mock drafting, start looking at boards, looking at who's t- talking about who these players and watching preseason, not watching preseason game, but checking preseason results and seeing who's coming up and who could be a sleeper and who to go late in the rounds. And then eventually you get to your draft and the draft is stressful. I remember the year I drafted uh, Devontae Adams by mistake. And I was so mad because Devontae Adams was, I think, uh, I think uh, J.J. Nelson. Is that right? Is that J.J. Nelson or Jordy Nelson? Jordy Nelson was still a Packer. And Cobb was still a Packer. Well, and I think Cobb may still be a Packer. Randall Cobb was like one and two. And then Devontae was kind of like that third receiver who could have a good game. But normally Jordy and um, Randall Cobb took up everything. And I was so mad I drafted him that year. And that was like his breakout season. Um, but you get through the draft, and then you kind of are waiting until that first week. And then I was streaming defenses, so I would always be changing my defense up and my kickers and trying to do the best matchups and planning for buys. And there's people out there who would literally draft their team so that they never had to worry about a buy. I couldn't do it. I was going for the best talent available at, at each spot. So I sometimes had to figure out buy weeks, and it would cost me. And then there was that one year, like, I lost five people to injuries – I think the week I played Marcus, and then I picked up uh, Deshaun Watson in his rookie year, and um, it was right after he started, he became a starter, and he had those big games, I'm like, oh man, Deshaun Watson's going to start feasting, then he tore his ACL, <laughs> and I, I think that was the first year I was talking about I wasn't going to come back to fantasy, because um, I think I said that in 2016, when he when I kept saying that I, uh, I wasn't planning on... Um, I was like, yeah, I'm not playing next year. I'm not playing this year. And then I ended up playing. And, yeah, I think that's right because 16 was the year that I said I wasn't coming back. I came back and only did Gridiron Conglomerate. 17, no, no, no. Yeah, 16 was the year that happened. 17 was the year I only did Gridiron Conglomerate. Last year, I really had to itch again. I ended up doing four leagues. Um, And then this year, I finally, rightly, rightfully so, I stuck to my word. And I, I didn't come back. And I'm I'm enjoying not worrying about fantasy football. Now tomorrow morning while I get a little get that little urge in my belly to uh check the FanDuel lineups and start playing with stuff, I'm like, yeah, sure. I wanna win the FanDuel League, but at the same time it doesn't matter. It's just the Browns in our blood league. I wanna win it, but it's not as research heavy because it's daily fantasy. So the team I picked that day is the team I picked for that day, and that's it. So I am enjoying the fact that I'm fantasy football free so far. I'm glad I'm not regretting my decision. But who knows? Next time, next time y'all hear me, I may be uh, be like, yeah, I joined the public league this past weekend. I couldn't take it anymore. But I don't think so. 
Next topic. Went to PopCon last weekend. The West Virginia PopCon. Yeah. So, this is the... Shoot, I think it started the year I started at Fairmont Federal. Shit. I said the name of my job. I think I started the year I started at my job. <laughs> I mean, it's not a secret. It's on my LinkedIn, for crying out loud. Um, that they started this com- this convention, this comic convention, essentially, here in Morgantown at the Milan Center. I think it was... A, no, I think the first year was at the waterfront. So this is... If they started in 12... 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Have they been doing it for eight years now? Maybe it was 13. 13 sounds better. Uh, but I went to check that out again. It was my second year. And it's not a huge deal. I mean, the Milan Park, the uh, place where they have it, it's a plenty spacious, lots of room. Um, and there's there's lots of vendors. So there's your um, one of the local comic book stores, uh, Comics Paradise Plus 2 that's in Westover they are selling a bunch of back issues and memorabilia and then there's different vendors come in uh, selling toys and games and comics they bring in a couple artists um, there's a, another podcast network out of Fairmont who's been there two years in a row I mean if you want to look them up that's fine you shouldn't be though because I'm a hater hater by nature <laughs> They were there again, uh, but last year was my first year, and we went. It was me, Angel, and Aaliyah, and Gary, and uh, Brandy. We went, all went to go check that out, and I ended up getting those minifigures, those Lego minifigures that are featured on uh, one of the episode covers that I did a, uh, a couple months back, because I literally had no ideas for what to use. So I was like, I'm going to take a picture of my minifigures, so I did. So my main goal going was, I'm going to get in here, and I'm going to find these minifigures, and I'm going to buy some more this time. And mission accomplished. I ended up buying six. I got me a Tony uh, Iron Man with the gauntlet. I got me a Stan Lee. I got me a Fat Thor. I got Aaliyah, Spider-Gwen, because I already got Spider-Gwen the year before. So she has a Spider-Gwen that she can play with now. And I got Old Man Luke from... Uh, the Last Jedi. There's a. I wish I could remember everything. Did I get any other Black Panther stuff? Um, I don't think I got a Thanos. I. Hmm. I'm trying to think what else. I, they didn't have any Steven Universe. So I didn't do anything for that. I don't know. I'm going to have to look again, but I got some cool stuff. So there was like, you get five for 20. I got six. So I paid 25 for the little figures. And then I found a booth that was doing these beautiful prints of different uh, superheroes and and uh, characters from different uh, things. They were um, with these slogans and stuff. There was one that said somehow resist and Leia, Princess Leia was giving the middle finger, which I love, but I knew that wouldn't fly for Leah because that's who I would have gotten it for. <laughs> so uh, they actually had a $5 bin though, and I managed to pull out of there a dope Spider-Man 2099, a Back to the Future poster, which is arguably one of my favorite film and film series of all time, which I still haven't talked about on this pod. Good reminder that when I'm dragging on topics, I, I literally can sit here and, and break down Back to the Future for probably about 40 minutes and have a whole episode. So I can always do that. And then 
I also got a Spider-Gwen uh, print, which is going to be for Aaliyah. So I'm hoping to get those framed. And so those are cool. But Gary was, uh, this year it was just me and Gary this year. Last year is when we all went. Uh, Gary uh, was looking for toys. And he struck out pretty bad. So he didn't find a lot of toys. But then he went to GameStop and he found this awesome Batman Ninja Turtles toy. So he ended up getting something anyway. <laughs> he was planning on spending PopCon. But PopCon was really nice. I got to see uh, got to see uh, Danny, who uh, does that Spirit Walk Paranormal show on YouTube. Uh, he, he came through, and I was on his video, so I'll probably pop up in his video being surprised when I was trying to pee. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to pee. <laughs> so we talked for a few minutes, and then I saw my former co-worker, uh, Mary Livingston, and I got to say what's up to her, and I kind of did the same thing that I did for, to Nikki from WVAQ, except not as bad. Because last year it was like, Nikki, 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 Nikki. And then finally she's like, yes. I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. And it was like super awkward. This year it was like she was heading to the bathroom because she had a booth there. And it was her first time being able to go. So I was like, hey, Mary. Mary Livingston. And then she stopped and saw me and we chatted for a few seconds. I gave her a little hug, a little side hug. And uh, that was it. So um, I stayed away from the comics this year because... I have a ton of back issues that I've been buying over the years to kind of replace the hole in my heart that is in my comic book collection that I dumbly gave away in 2011. And uh, so I've been buying back issues and I haven't been reading them and I'm just literally stacking comics right now. So I, I wisely stayed away from all of that and tried not to make it and try not not tried to make not make it too difficult, but tried not to add to the junk not even junk try not to add to the stack of unread issues i have there we go sheesh so popcom was cool um they had their little video game section as well they always have all the classic games and newer games you can kind of sit there and veg out and play video games and they had uh there is this group from fairmont i believe that does like lightsaber demonstrations and they were there and i got to take a to see them at star wars day at the Library that was uh two years ago, I think we went and did that, so it was cool watching. Good, good to see them there. Uh, but there were it's a really cool thing to go check out. It was only 10 bucks. I mean, they do it Saturday and Sunday, it's normally in September. And I, I hope it just kind of gets bigger. Oh, and there was cosplayers, obviously, there wasn't a ton of cosplayers, but there was a, a good number. And I had wanted to bring my lightsaber, but I was coming straight from work, so I forgot. Um, I was gonna be blackout with lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't go that route uh, wisely I suppose make sure I didn't lock myself out of the house now because I, I was like oh man I put my keys down when I went in the house but I did not so it's all good y'all Tiger Woods y'all it's all good y'all Tiger Woods y'all so that was popcorn next topic I already did my Clash of Champions picks which is uh, tomorrow night so I guess the next thing I want to tell y'all about is I got to stop wearing camouflage shorts, man. Um, so let me take y'all down memory lane, okay? So in 2011, I got super into all things Wiz Khalifa and let me tell you I was not a Wiz Khalifa fan before 
But I'm going to just check this out real quick. When did Cushion OJ came out? Cushion OJ came out on April 14, 2010. Okay. I was not a big Wiz Khalifa fan. It, it just wasn't... He's from Pittsburgh. I thought that was cool uh, when, it, when he was younger. But... You know, none of his early stuff really moved me, like the Prince of the City stuff or Welcome to Pennsylvania. And then he put out his uh, own album on Rostrum, which was Show and Prove. Um, it had the Pittsburgh soundtrack on it. I thought that was all fine. You know, it never really grabbed my attention. Then, in 2007, he, he signed to a major, Warner Brothers. He dropped new mixtapes Grow Season Prince of the City 2 and then he had what was his biggest hit at the time which was Say Yeah um and it sampled Better Off Alone Think You're Better Off Alone yeah so that song was on there and Say Yeah was I was like man Say Yeah is cool I, I like that he's going this direction um I'm excited to to see what happens from here so he, he had dropped... I'm trying to figure out what it was that he had dropped by... Because uh, 2007, 2008 is when I was super heavy on... Well, I, I ran a music blog at that point. Um, I'm just trying to check to see... That's albums, extended plays. Come on, man. Where's... Just give me mixtapes. Um... Hold on. Going back. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. It was either Grow Season or Prince of the City came out. Um, Star, was it Star Power? Okay, yeah. So, he released a mixtape, Star Power. Sorry, that's some podcast that went on there right for you. What is Khalifa? Can't spell Khalifa. And Star Power. He dropped this mixtape. And, um... Yeah, I remember that cover. I remember that cover. I'm just trying to find something that has a track list on it. Yeah, so it dropped 2008. And I had to start checking it out. And I, like, he had done a hero freestyle that I thought was really dope. And I was listening to the mixtape and everything. And I was like, man, I'm really starting to mess with Wiz. I, I, I think he's he's pretty good. So here's what happened. <laughs> here's what happened and for more let me just go ahead and take this over to my former live journal because I'm pretty sure with a little bit of luck here I should be able to read y'all exactly what I wrote down about the night I met with Khalifa and this should be fun alright so search bar is up here Wiz Khalifa. Okay. More podcasts than 101 for that ass. It's searching. Alright, here we go. <laughs> uh, Alright. I went to see Wiz Khalifa perform on Thursday at Octane. And this is, uh, this is posted on September 22nd, 2008. My homies Fire Squad and new Sound Vision label mates opened for him and killed it. 
David Open 2. That's D.Y., now known as David Morris. Um, I'm going to not say the next things because they are not very nice. <laughs> because I was in a weird era with him now, but I consider David David Morris extremely talented now, D.Y. extremely talented. We've been on cool terms for at least uh, seven years now. So, D.Y. Open 2. Let's leave it at that. Wiz wasn't that impressive. I like him better on the record than live. His live show looked like every other rapper's live show. But Octane was pretty packed, so he didn't really care. After the show, I went downstairs with E, Eric Mosselon, to interview him. The bodyguard and some big mouth promoter and some guy that I guess was Wiz's manager didn't let me near him. E did his interview and I watched her about six feet away. Then a few minutes later, Wiz came out and was next to me, so I introduced myself as B-Hyphen, and I was with Mel Ostalung and Soundvision, and I have a blog, and I was planning to post his new mixtape. Then someone interrupted. When the interruption was over, I tried to keep talking, but Wiz gave me some whack-ass hand signal that he was busy, or to wait a second. I don't think it was wait a second, though. More like a whatever signal. So I went back upstairs. Wiz Khalifa is a dick. <laughs> And just for the record, just let me just check one more thing here. Uh, let me check Monster Long TV. I don't even know if this video is still up. Wiz Khalifa. Because I know he had footage. Uh, it's not going to come up. Let me do Monster Long Sound Vision. Because I know he had footage of Wiz. And I would love to play it for y'all if I can find it. Oh, that sucks. I'm not going to be able to find it. But, yeah, so I met Wiz Khalifa. And... <laughs> I was I was thinking, thinking... This is the time, man, when I, I thought I, I was the end-all, be-all. Man, I, I really thought the world of myself. I, I hate to put it like that, but that's what it was. I really thought there was nothing, it didn't get no realer than me. <laughs> uh, I was like, man, I'm somebody. You know, that, that's just that's just the mentality that I had. I'm somebody, and I shouldn't be treated this way. So, no, I, I did not like Wiz, and I'm scrolling through uh, E's YouTube page channel, because it's going to be way back there, but I know that he had a couple gaps. Once I get past the Brown stuff, I should be able to catch up pretty quickly. Oh, wait, I saw some Wiz Khalifa right there. Wiz Khalifa, After Party Promo. Okay, I don't know what that is. I can't believe Chance the Rapper was here a few years ago and I completely missed it. But I, I was completely off of Chance. I didn't I didn't become a fan of Chance until Coloring Book came out. Then I went back and listened to Acid Rap. I'm like, this whole thing is fire. How am I missing out on this? Pretty much is what happened. And now I'm scared to listen to The Big Day because everybody hates it. Um, let me see. Oh, Harry, this is eight years ago. All right, so I'm getting closer. Yummy, six, yummy. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it, guys. Just give me a minute. Because I'm pretty sure it's on here. Soundvision opening for Asher Roth. Uh, Naughty by Nature, old school show. A Breezy, this is how I do. Ten years ago. So I got to be real close now. Monster Long TV. Here we go. Here we go. DJ! Hello, everyone. It's your boy, Wes Khalifa, man, the captain of the spaceship, the W on 
swag, man, here with Monster Long TV. You already know it is. I'm a monster myself, man. A young hero where I'm from as well. Yeah, got that Star Power mixtape out. Make sure y'all go cop that, man. It's 26 all new gems. Straight heat, straight swag, man. Get it in your life, you dumb dog. And um, what else I got popping? MySpace.com backslash Wiz Khalifa. W-I-C-K-H-A-L-I-F-A. Rest of the city, man. That's me. Mr. Say Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Make it hot. Uh-huh. And yeah, we keep going, man. It's all about Star Power and Monster on TV, man. Cop that Star Power. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Make sure y'all check out my blogs and my little YouTube online little shit where y'all see the star life. You can listen to my music and hear my, you know I mean? Really see my life, you know what I'm saying? So, YouTube backslash Taylor Gang ENT. Taylor Gang will kill yourself. Monster Long TV, flyer down, boy. Star Power. Good luck, homie. Yo, is that, that Go Hard, Go Home, that's gonna be the first single? Nah, that first single was Say Yeah. So, yeah. The second single was Make It Hot. We about to do the video for that. Go Go Home, Go Make It Hot? Yeah, yeah, we gonna Make It Hot right now. And, uh, Popping out our radio, doing a video for that. And Go Hard or Go Home, that's gonna be on the album, First Flight. Make sure y'all check out for that. That's dropping the top of next year on Warner Brother Records. What up, Tick, Kev Black, Tom, Wally, Craig, all y'all over there. We put in, put on for my whole project, man. Kim, everybody, man. Let's go, man. The story, yeah, man. Tell the game, can kill yourself. Swag, boy. Yeah, I told y'all I could find it. <laughs> so, I didn't like this dude. I was like, man, I can't believe he talked to me that way. I I'm a big deal. I don't understand. So, I have went, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but I have went to go see uh, Rock the Bells at the Meriwether, po Post Meriwether Post Pavilion. A few years back, it was the year that Wu-Tang was there, and Snoop was there doing classic album, and Lauren was late, so Tribe went on first, and Tribe put on the show of their, of their life, and it was amazing to me, and, or not their life, the show of my life, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life, that was when, uh, I mean, that was, of course, Fife was still alive, this is a, a while back, but I'm looking up the episode to be exact here. It was Hip Hop Manifesto, episode... Eights when we went to Rock the Bell. So it was 2010 when we went to Rock the Bell. So they had the main stage at Rock the Bell's 2010, but then they also had the paid due stage. And on the paid due stage, there was two people that I remember seeing that impressed me. One was Big Sean, and the other was, you guessed it, Wiz Khalifa, who had since been humbled down by having to leave Warner Brothers and struck out Indy. And then that's when he started doing all the solo stuff. And really, he found his identity. And if anybody's ever listened to a Wiz Khalifa song, his identity is, I smoke weed every day, all day, and I can make rhymes and melodies sound super dope. <laughs> that, that's all there is to it when it comes to Wiz, man. I wish I could say there was more to him. Uh, but that was, and I was like, man, that, that was really dope. I, I'm, I, I was like, he, I kind of like this Wiz better than I, I like the Wiz that um damn I'm, I'm i'm going to find it what's, what's the word i'm trying to figure out and say uh i like this i wake slightly older whiz better than i like younger whiz that i felt diss me and everything okay so i was like 
Uh, I think I want to start checking out the music because I, I he I think he performed. Oh wait a minute, him and Wale have that record together, right? Off of um, off of the mixtape about nothing. Oh, I, I think they performed that shit together because we saw what did we see Wale at, at Pay Dues too? Because I, I mean shit, it's it was right outside DC. Yeah, they did. They did the Breeze together. Um, Wale and Wiz did. And I was like, and I really like that record anyway, off of uh, the mixtape about nothing. So they performed that shit live at Rock the Bells, and I was losing my mind. I was like, yo, I, I think I fuck with Wiz Khalifa now. Yeah, here it is. Here, I'm, we're just doing all kinds of audio here. Here we go. Wale came out. It's shitty on me. But yeah, Wale came out and during Wiz's set and performed and performed The Breeze. And I was really impressed by Wiz's music. So I was like, man, he's got some really good music right now. And mind you, let me check that video again. That video was uh, from a while back. Yeah, September 1st, 2010 is when that was uploaded. Um, so sometime in August when um, me and Matt made that trek to go see Rock the Bells. Oh, and apparently Chevy Chevy Woods was there and Mac was there. I didn't even mess with Mac at that point. Um, rest in peace to Mac again. So I'm like, man, I want to start checking out his music. So I don't know how much of this I've said before. If you listen to the Minds Mixtape Volume 3, Volume 4, the intro is about how I was in school back at school at WVU to try to finish my degree. And my first semester went okay. But then I started seeing, I was just watching the blogs and watching the blogs and seeing local people I knew get attention from their output, their musical output. I was like, man, I think I can do this. So without consulting Angel, (laughs) I was like, fuck it, I ain't going to class second semester. Only thing I'm doing is making music. And I'm just going to keep dropping so much music that they have to notice me and someone's going to give me a deal. That was literally my mindset from January 2011 going forward. And that's all I did. I skipped school. I didn't go to class. My grades tanked. I failed out all my class. I didn't even even drop my classes. That's how stupid I was. I didn't even drop my classes. I literally was like, I'm just going to make this music all day and I'm going to help E with the sound vision stuff. And I'm just going to sit here and make this music all day. And then I got to a point where it's like, you know what? I don't want to do Sound Vision stuff anymore. And I'm not going to do Sound Vision stuff anymore. Um, so I left work. I stopped working with Sound Vision and stuff. And I don't know if I'll be able to find this. 304 Live. 304 Live was a... Um, oh, wait. Was it 304? Or Live from the, Live from the Dub, I think is what it was called was a blog that was being run by 9-5 back in the day. Oh, tell me it's still up. Okay, yeah, it is still up. Um, 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 hold on. Let me get the full version here. Because there's actually, the day that I told E I was done with Sound Vision, E had reached out and told Live from the Dub that I was done. And there is this super awkward press release about me leaving. Hold on. Hold on. 
It's coming. Man, I'm doing a lot of podcasts on 101 today. But it's going to be worth it. Here we go. Be- breaking news. April 26, 2011. Breaking news. B hyphen parts ways with SoundVision. This just in from DJ Monsalung himself. B hyphen was an important part of SoundVision for over 10 years. And he will be dearly missed and loved. We here at SoundVision wish him the best of luck. We here at Live from the Dub would also like to wish B hyphen the best. He's been a staunch supporter of everyone in the West Virginia hip-hop scene. We hope to hear more material from him soon. And then someone in the comments said, this required a press release? (laughs) I kid you not. So that was in April. Anyway, long story short, I was lying to Angel the whole time I was going to class. He eventually found out I wasn't going to class and that there wasn't going to be a refund check for some reason because... Why was I, I forget about the refund check. She thought there was going to be a refund check. I knew there wasn't going to be a refund check, so I lied to her, lied to her, lied to her, lied to her. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea why I still have a wife. But that ended badly for us at that time, but we ended up working things out. But somehow in this crazy, let's say, six-month period from January to, to June, I finally decided I was going to pick up um, Wiz Khalifa's Cushion OJ mixtape. And that shit was life. There wasn't anything else that I wanted to listen to. Cushion OJ to this day remains the very best Wiz Khalifa project start to finish. And I'm happy to find out that it is available on streaming now. Super sad to find out they had to, they couldn't clear all the samples. So some of the joints are remixed. But it is available on streaming if you wanted to check out Cushion OJ without having to go to Dat Piff or wherever you used to listen to um wherever you used to listen to um, mixtapes at. And, and just real quick, Cush and OJ. So yeah, it's on title here. Yeah, they had to remix the statement and never been, which isn't bad, but the statement and never been are like two of the most iconic songs off that whole album. But I fell in love with Cushion Orange Juice. I wanted to do it. Like, Taylor Gang was my inspiration. I was watching the day-to-day videos when they dropped uh, Wiz's vlogs. He would drop about his tour life and everything. I started smoking weed again. <laughs> I got me a little bong. And <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this shit just like Wiz, man. And I, I, was, I was Taylor Ganged up. Like, I didn't have apparel or chucks or anything, but that was my guy. Wiz was my number one rapper. Um, pretty much up until, let's see, he dropped Rolling Papers. It was, it was probably until around Taylor Alderdice. That, uh, I think that's when I started messing with Wiz a little less. Because um, that first mixtape that he dropped with, um, oh, what was the joint? Oh, man, see, it's not coming to me. I don't. I wonder if that's on there. I haven't even... Let's go back to Wiz Khalifa here. Because he had this mixtape that he put out with the dude who produced MC Hammer um, for Ross and everything. And it was like a whole-ass mixtape. Khalifa, Taylor Gang. I don't know if he's gotten it. God, he has a lot of... Cabin Fever. So Cabin Fever 2 is on here. Cabin Fever 1 is not. So, quick search for this. Cabin Fever, Wiz... Just so I can... uh, Here we go. Uh, probably didn't have the production stuff on it though. This Wikipedia got me. Wikipedia got me. 
Uh, stop. I don't want to open Google Play Music. Production was handled by Lex Luger. That was the dude. Luger did Gang Bang with Big Sean, which is dopey. Did Ur Day with Juicy J. Taylor Gang with Chevy Woods, Hustling, WTF. He did, like, out of the nine songs on this mixtape, he did a bunch of them, man. Like, he killed it. I, I was so in on Team Wiz Khalifa, man. And so, I was, I, I didn't mess with Mac and Devin go to high school. I, I'll tell you that much. Um, but I, I did do Taylor Alder, Alder Dice. Did I, and I think I listened to Cabin Fever too, and that's when I was kind of like, uh, this really isn't hitting like I wanted to. And so that's when I, I stopped. And I listened to um, Only Nigga in First Class, and I was like, uh. But I said all this about Wiz and my history of Wiz just to tell y'all this. Wiz is the reason I started wearing camo shorts, man. I was like, man, Wiz Khalifa wears camo shorts. I'm going to get me some camo shorts. So ever since then, rocking consistently has been your boy, H.Y., with the camo shorts, with whatever goes, whatever goes. I, I don't care. Camo matches everything in my mind. And I have been living like this steadily for eight years. But then I noticed something. It's not just cool for the, the young kids or black kids or just the youth in general. It's not just cool for them to wear camo, which it still is, I've noticed. I've even noticed they've expanded to camo pants, which I've never made that plunge. Never went full Rambo on them. That's the episode title. Never go full Rambo on them. Why not? I don't think I have anything better than that. <laughs> but I had noticed at work the other day it was probably about two or three weeks ago now go full Rambo on them I saw an older couple leaving and I mean like senior citizen so he, he could have still been relatively young you know he's probably could he's probably more healthier than I am but here's the thing <laughs> my man had on camo shorts and then I saw somebody else somewhere older wearing camo shorts now I don't think he ever would but my dad might pop out a pair of camo shorts one day and that's the line so I'm gonna have to give up the camo y'all it's been my trademark summer look for eight years I told y'all I don't like change and I'm stuck in my ways <laughs> but yeah I am uh, going to have to get rid of the camo and just give me some more neutral, neutral shorts. I might keep one pair. <laughs> I love my camo, yo, but I can't be seen in camo anymore. Camo, camo, camo anymore. So yes, I just told y'all that long ass Wiz Khalifa history story and my story about me thinking I was going to make it. FYI, it didn't work out, but it did lead to Spideyville Unlimited, which you can stream. On, some of it on digital um, all the original stuff and then you can listen to full mixtape if you just do a search for B-Spideyville Unlimited got to tell y'all all about those trials and tribulations of when your boy thought he was going to be the next big thing by ignoring his current life and creating his own narrative 
just because he was dropping a bunch of what he thought was super hot songs and honestly Spideyville Unlimited is super dope um what he thought was a bunch of really hot songs during his hashtag 20 years later campaign um that was going to get him notice inside it didn't work but I got a lot of dope music out of it Yo, what up, though? It's your boy, Miles. I'm a dead prower. Now, if there's anything I have to promote to you other than myself, I'm going to tell you, it's the podcast Talk Black to Me. It's great. People who host it, talk to them. No, real good people. Real people. Nothing fake. It's pro-black. And if anybody know anything about me, about anything, it's pro-black. To get your mind correct, check out Talk Black to Me. And if you don't, you're probably a Trump supporter. <laughs> Be a check it out. It's on Anchor, iTunes, anywhere else you can find awesome podcasts. And I wouldn't lie, because my name is Miles Amadeus Prower, and they're check clear. Peace. So, Hyphen Nation is once again brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people hyphenpodcastgroup.com and Mark Rob, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot wordpress.com written by my semi-regular co-host Marcus Showin Mad Love Robinson another shout out to It's Like a Podcast or whatever with their 100th episode I was listening to it earlier today and Marcus actually asked a question about Game of Thrones that made everyday rogue blush all the pink so kudos to you Marcus and congratulations, Isla Powell, on, on 100. <sighs> I think I'm going to keep drinking this water. <sighs> I'm going to save the audio to drive, obviously. And I'm planning on cleaning this up a little bit later and having it ready for y'all tomorrow. So 116 will be coming at your face coming out of the hyphen out of victory jump off studios house not even a victory coming from my back patio and straight into your ear holes like aisha tyler used to say and i think i messed that up oh and lamb i am going to check out um i am going to check out jamel hill's podcast because i want to hear her interview with jesse williams and she got other couple of other people i'm interested in so i downloaded a few of her episodes fyi do i have any recommendations i don't think so because i told y'all about um, late night last time I squeezed that in before the bell and I told y'all to check out Dart Adams tweets about Crisscross from a while ago cause they were all super dope always cool to hear um I've been watching Heroes again I can tell y'all that um it's actually on the IM, IMDB app which gives you free movies and TV you just gotta watch an ad every now and then I've been rewatching Heroes. I'm up to episode three. And already, as good as everyone praised season, season one for being, and maybe it'll get better as the series progress progresses. The season progresses. I know it gets worse as the series progresses, but as the season progresses, it should get better. And I'm enjoying it, but I was like, man, what was 24-year-old me thinking that this was super dope? Because there's, there's weird stuff. And maybe I'll just watch so much cinema since. But there's stuff all, like that happens in like every episode. I'm like, what about this? How did it get here? Where's this? Where's that? I don't remember this. 
but I am enjoying rewatching Heroes. So if anybody wants to rewatch Heroes, IMDb app has it right now. I believe it has all the seasons. I'm watching season one. So plan on uh, plan. I, I, I'll probably revisit it and talk about it a little bit once I get through it. And then also, I'm currently watching the Steven Universe movie. Uh, so good so far. The very first song brought a thug tear to my eye. And when I say a thug tear, it means a regular tear because Lord knows I'm not a thug. So that's awesome. I'm enjoying that story. So I'm looking forward to finishing that movie um, and find out what happens with our heroes, the Crystal Gems. I don't think I have any other recommendations, though. Um, yeah, nothing too serious. Dragonfly, please don't dive bomb me. I killed a spider earlier. I think I killed a spider earlier. He might be bad. It was a giant spider, too. I used the broom on him. I'm making sure he, he don't pop up anywhere else before I go back inside this house. So I don't know if it's going to rain or not. It's acting like it. But, uh, guys, the power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you have to do you. As dogs are barking in the background, they agree with me. Call your loved ones. Hug your loved ones. Call your sister. Hug your brother. Punch your mother. Dap up your dad. Write your grandmother a letter. Send your dad, grandfather an email. Write on your cousin's wall. Tweet your um, aunt. Leave a comment on your uncle's Instagram post. Send a telegram to your godfather. And send a postcard to your godmother. Let people know what they mean to you while they're still here. Because you never know when it's your time to go. Give people their flowers while they're still here. Try to have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman or non-binary is going through. Shout out to Kit Kat Chinetti. She always says, hello, guys and gents and non-binary. I messed it up, but shout out to her, man. You never know what anyone's going through. Your kind words could save someone's life or someone else's life. You just never know. Words of wisdom for today. Let it go. There are times when you need someone, I will be by your side. There is a light that shines special for you and me. Oh, man. Man, the 20-year anniversary of uh, freaking like Water for Chocolate's coming up next year, man. That was my joint. That's my favorite common album to this day. I got to check out his new joint. But there are times when... When a situation, a conflict, or something that has happened, it has reached its natural stopping point, and then you just feel that urge to dig into the wound a little bit more and not end it. You want to have the last word. You want to have the last say. You want to make the smart remark afterwards. Let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> As good as that moment, those couple seconds feel when you get off that joke or that little remark, that little retort. You're just you're just rehashing the whole argument all over again. You're not letting it go. Frozen Two's in theaters November the second. Let it go. Be like Adina. 
Be like Elsa. Just chill. Get the let go app. Whatever you gotta do. Just chill. So in the next episode. It's not worth it sometimes. It really isn't. Whew. Okay. Well, you can find Hyphen Nation on any podcast platform that you choose. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Radio Public. It's on Anchor, powered by Anchor. It's also on Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, the TuneIn app. Wherever podcasts are sold, you should be able to find Hyphenation. And if you can't find Hyphenation or any of the other great Hyphen Podcast group shows, let me know and I will see what I can do about fixing it. Spotify, fix Isla Pals feed. You're trying to tell me there's only eight episodes when there's 100. Fix it. Sheesh. Bet you just would never happen to Joe Budden. That's what happens when you get free things sometimes. You don't get the best service. Free Alapal. Apologies to Markel Fultz. You're still trash. Good luck in this upcoming season. This will be the last time I address Antonio Brown. Don't ask anymore. <laughs> I appreciate each and every one of y'all that take the time to listen to these episodes. I was worried about getting to an hour and then that whole Wiz Khalifa conversation happened. I apologize for all the all the playing stuff from my phone, but I thought it was relevant in those sections. So if y'all are like, that was a waste of my fucking time, why don't you tell me? <laughs> I won't do it next time. Love feedback. Rate, review, subscribe, leave comments. Uh, tell people, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's hyphen nation again. Nature, Noriega, Wild Gremlins. Please and thank you. Talk about hyphen nation at your nearest water cooler. Thank you for being here for the 116th. Let me try that again. Thank you for being here for the 116th episode of Hyphen Nation. Without further ado, thanks y'all. and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.